0: This is The Truth Network. The heart of every man craves a great adventure, but life doesn't usually feel that way. Jesus speaks of narrow gates and wide roads, but the masculine journey is filled with many twists and turns. So how do we keep from losing heart while trying to find the good way when life feels more like a losing battle than something worth dying for? grab your gear and come on a quest with your band of brothers who will serve as the guides in what we call the masculine journey the masculine journey
1: starts here now welcome to the masculine journey radio show if you don't recognize this voice it's for good reason i'm dennis and it's been a while guys since i've been here uh but was uh Put into duty today because some of our regular hitters here, Sam, just had an operation, what was that, a few days ago, and uh, Robbie, uh, if you can imagine Robbie Dilmore without a voice, (laughs) Uh, Robbie's having a voice problem and doesn't feel well; has a cold. So I'm here and just blessed to have the opportunity to be with you today, along with my brothers Andy and Harold, and a new brother here, Rodney. It's just so good to be with you guys today. Now I understand from last week that we were talking about Father. Yeah, not Day. so fast though. Okay, real quick. Okay,
2: how do you like that? The guy's been gone for what six months, and he jumps in and and straight straight. And we don't just ease him back in and give him a mic we put him on the hot mic well look at this guy yeah well (laughs) great to have you back dennis it's it's
1: good to be here and i get a lot of experience these days doing this so that kind of helps me you are the pro thank you lord for that (laughs) i don't know about that this is a different deal but we're going to give it our best shot now last week i understand guys that you were talking about father's day and the positive influence that fathers can have on their children Mm -hmm. i suppose and uh and And I hope every dad out there that's listening had a great, happy Father's Day. I know that I did uh, a Father's Day with a son-in-law and a grandson. You can't beat that to spend a day with them. So it was a blessing. But we're going to kind of take a look at the other side of that, too, because we know in our Masculine Journey experience that uh, a father can have a negative influence on you down the road, too. Those father wounds Mm -hmm. can hurt. They can be difficult to, uh, to work through. And uh, as we usually do, we're going to do it with clips. We're going to talk about uh, some things and illustrate some things through our clips. And uh, Andy, the first one, why don't you kick us off?
2: Yeah, I was looking for clips today, and I haven't seen this movie. It ran onto this clip, and I thought it was really good. It was. Uh, it's called Father's Day, as a matter of fact, and it was about a woman that uh, had had a child, and she got a couple friends to go look for her child, and they were posing as, a, as the uh, son's father. And this is. Um, robin williams trying to all, do all kinds of posing of what it would be like to be that son's uh, father and tell him about that and just the point it, the, the point is it's more about being funny but it really is some fathers pose in a lot of different ways and and how they actually uh, come across to what their sons of they try to wear different hats and be this macho man or this soft man or whatever but this is robin williams and father's day Scott. i'm your dad hi scotty oh good firm handshake.
0: Scotty, how you doing? Dude, I'm your old man. I suppose you're wondering why your middle name
3: is Rainbow. Yo, Scott, what's up, Holmes? I'm your papa, your daddy, your bear. You got to care for me, you see? I am your father. Hug me and let us join our spirits.
2: How many different poses were going on there, Yeah, man? really. Yeah, and we even had to cut some, too. But uh, what was uh, good about it, I think, was um, a cu- I heard, heard a couple poses in there that I don't think we're expecting. You'd have to see that clip, but one of them was, I thought I heard Rocky in there, and I thought I heard Darth Vader in there, but neither one of them were actually who he was posing at, so I thought it was a, a good clip, though. Yeah, I wanted to hear, I'm your father,
1: Luke. That's what was when right. I listened to it today. <laughs> that's, right. that's what I was hearing, so... Guys, you know, fathers with poses on, what is your experience with that? What what does that what effect can that have on a child?
0: Well, one thing I thought was kind of interesting about what Andy picked out there was somebody asked him to pose as somebody they're not for their own personal gain. And I think that happens a lot where we ask other people to do something that we probably shouldn't be asking them to do to pose and do other things for our own personal gain. And Mm -hmm. that's where a lot of this comes from because what happens is if you pose as something and you're like, wow, I get some benefit because they like me when I pose, then you like, well, I kind of let down my guard and be my real self, and you realize real quickly, oh, they don't like that. So the pose goes right back up. Mm -hmm. That gets reinforced continually. So that's the hard part is to never start posing in the first place. And that's really hard because I think as society, that's what we're looking for. We want the ingenuine, the fake. The uh, ten minute, you know, flash—not the forever person. A lot of times, and that really hurts us.
1: Yeah, and I wonder what happens. I want to ask Harold about this. I wonder what happens when uh, with those poses up. You know, a lot of times you don't see an authentic father. You know, you see these poses that go on, and I can remember with my dad. He would, and I had a great dad. All mm-hmm. uh, in a lot of ways, have a great dad. He's still living, uh, but those poses—you're confused about what is really that authentic. Uh, dad, and the effect that it had on me was I found when I was getting older and really it was in when I started coming to boot camps and learned about this whole posing thing, I found that I did a lot of that you know because it, it that's what i saw growing up i saw the cul-de-sac family where the pose was put out when we were out <laughs> i got the dad that came home sometimes and was upset about things and had that other and it wasn't like he wasn't being authentic in that i think that was <laughs> authentic but it was just kind of confusing to know you know what's uh, who am i supposed to be in all this
3: well that was one of the things that <clears throat> excuse me a frog took up residence where it don't belong <laughs> Uh, that was one of the things that I was really concerned about with my boys, that I wanted to to be real with them. So to me, it was a conscious effort on my part not to pose, and uh, I think that it worked well, at least in my case. But uh, one of the things that, that I had in mind, and I'll just go ahead and, and get it out there now, is that there are negative influences that fathers can have that can actually turn out to be positives if you look at it the right way. Uh, I'll illustrate that with the fact that my father had a problem with alcohol, and so I grew up being determined that it would not be a problem for me mm-hmm. and so forth. And and you can see negatives, and if you assume the positive that offsets it, then you're good to go.
1: It makes sense. I want to get into that a little bit deeper in a moment, but uh, I think that uh, Andy, you've got another clip here, the mm-hmm. liar liar clip, and why don't you set that up for us so we can talk about that a little bit?
2: So this is, um, and I uh, don't remember all the character names, but it's Jim Carrey's character. He has a problem telling the truth to his to everyone, actually, but to, more importantly to his son. In this this case, he says he's going to be there for his birthday and. You know he's he's really disappointing his son in it, and he's just trying to. He continually has this problem with not being able to tell the truth and and to step up and be what he needs to be as a father. So I'll just let the clip speak for itself. Dad,
1: I was getting kind of upset.
2: Are you all right?
1: Yeah, I'm hurting here though. I'm a dope, Max. All this time you've been here, and I could see any time I felt like it, but I didn't. Then your mom told me
3: you were moving to Boston, and I started thinking. I could be sitting around sometime, and want to look at you, and hold you, and play with you. And I won't be able to. I don't
1: think I'm going to do too well with that. I love you more than anything else in the world, Max. And you know it's true. I wouldn't say it if it wasn't true. Not today. I love you, and I'll never hurt you again.
0: He's telling the truth, Mom. He's not allowed to lie. I made a wish, and anything Dad says today has to be the truth.
3: Max, it's 8:45.
1: We made the wish at eight fifteen. I've been able to lie for the last
3: half hour.
0: Sweetheart. No, it was the truth.
3: I just wanted to be honest with you. I always want to be honest with you,
0: Mom. Do we have to go to Boston?
2: No, Max, you
1: don't have to go. Well, the good thing was that was a clip from Liar Liar. The bad thing was it was the wrong clip. So we've uh, given you that a minute and 46 seconds strictly for your entertainment We we always like to enforce
2: the positive, don't we? Let's, uh, Let's let you hear the real clip right now.
1: Happy birthday, dear Max. Happy
0: birthday to you. Okay, birthday boy, make a wish. Come on, Max. It can be anything you want, anything in the whole world. Max, your father is sorry. He had to work he said he was gonna be here. He promised. I know, I know, but he he promises that he's gonna see you tomorrow. Okay? He's gonna pick you up from school. Alright? So come on. Make a wish.
1: So let's talk about that for a second.
2: So that was a little back to the future kind of thing there. We played the end before the beginning, (laughs) but it it all works out because really you get the picture, I think, um, on the the very last part, you know, he was at his birthday party and his dad didn't come. And then his wish was for basically nobody to be there. It was like if dad wasn't there, he didn't really want anybody to be there. But then you hear the first clip was really about when his dad finally got serious about telling the truth and actually... You know, came through for his son, and I think that's where a lot of us can be. I remember my daughter growing up, and I wasn't. There were times I missed it. I was, I was a pretty engaged father, but there was times that I know that I wasn't. Maybe I told her that you know I would do something and it didn't come through, or I was tired, or or whatever. And I think those things, as you're going through life, you you, uh, you know, the more. I, I can still remember her mom giving me a book, to, you know, just to be more engaged. And that made a big difference in my life about how much that I put her heart ahead of my own desires. You know, still not a perfect guy, but still now, you know, giving her the time that she needs from a father, not just from, you know, just a provider, but somebody that actually goes after her heart and helps her with life and stuff. I think um you, you begin to see it more and more. The need to to stay engaged with your kids and stuff, and to tell them the truth. Tell them the truth. We're going to pick up where we left
1: off on the other side of the break. Uh, We have a boot camp coming up, Masculine Journey Boot Camp, coming up November 7th through the 10th, I believe, was the dates that I saw on that. So you can sign up now for that. Go to MasculineJourneyRadio.org. You'll see all that info. You'll also see some uh, podcasts. You can go back and listen to our... uh, Hi, this is Sam with Masculine Journey. I'm here
0: with my son Eli. We're going to talk about ways that you can help support the ministry. One way, you can go to smile.amazon.com. There's information on our website there on how to do that. Then you
3: can go to facebook.com, where you can click the Donate button. Or you can go to masculinejourneyradio.org. Once again, look for the Donate
0: button. Or if you want to mail something in, mail it to P.O. Box 550, Kernersville, North Carolina, 27285. What God does at Masculine Journey Radio Boot Camp. When I first got here, I was kind of closed off. Didn't really want to talk to anybody because I thought I was
2: stupid. I didn't believe. I'm not going to lie to you. I feel like each person who spoke kind of chipped away at this feeling I was having and chipped away at this mask I was hiding behind. I've never heard anybody speak about God and Jesus and the way we're supposed to feel like you guys
0: have this weekend. Coming November 7th through the 10th, go to MasculineJourneyRadio.org and register today. I've long since retired, my son's moved away I called him up just the other day I said I'd like to see you if you don't mind He said I'd love to dad if I can find the time You see my new job's a hassle and the kids are the flu But it's sure nice talking to you dad It's been sure nice talking to you as I hung up the phone, it occurred to me he'd grown up just like me. My boy was just like me.
1: I believe that was uh, Harry Chapin, if I remember correctly. In Cats in the Cradle, welcome back to the Masculine Journey Radio Show. We're talking about fathers uh, and the negative influence that they can have on us. Now there was there was a. Uh, uh, we've used that that song clip before. Oh, absolutely, and, and I've I was heard, going to mention
2: that. Uh, I, I, it kind of gets overused, but it, it no, hits but home it, every time.
1: Yeah, I've heard it uh, in so many different ways. But I think one of the things that's talking about, and you can kind of talk about a negative being a positive there in a sense, was the the, the son had grown up. My dad used to say, "Chip off the old block." That was the terminology mm-hmm. used in my generation. What was like, you're like a chip off the old block if you're doing like Dad did? Well, Dad worked a lot of hours. Dad. Uh, wasn't home a lot. Dad took care of a lot of things. He took care of the family in the process. You know, my dad did Mm -hmm. that. I can remember going back to looking at some home movies when we were kids, and I said, why was dad looking so tired on Christmas morning? And my mom said, well, he worked two jobs at that time because he had three kids. Mm -hmm. He's in his early 20s. He had to work two jobs to support his family. He was dead tired, but he was also sitting there in the chair on Christmas morning watching us open up the presence so there was a there was a negative in that over the years my dad sometimes was not around as much because he was working yeah. a lot but uh, a positive that came out of that was seeing what it seeing that uh, a dad that took care of his family in terms of financially and and doing those things so i don't know you kind of get mixed up with that a little bit harold you were going to talk about i think uh real quick about the uh the influence that maybe you had a negative that turned into a positive.
3: Yeah, I mentioned that my dad had a negative that became a positive for me. Uh, I need to give that I had a negative. Uh, I worked an awful lot of hours. I only had the one job, but uh, being a computer programmer and having to work a lot of nights and weekends, my oldest son really resented that. As a consequence, uh, he didn't have a job where he had to look at a clock or whatever. He went back to more of the old agrarian style, and he was spent huge all the time with his boys, whereas he felt like I didn't spend enough time mm. with him. Mm. Uh, in my case, I thought I was doing great. You know, we we're on mm. the tennis courts uh, a lot, and we're this and we're that. I'm going to your games, etc. So compared to the generation before me, I was doing great, but not enough for him. Yeah, he he was. Well, it had been said
1: he was born 200 years too late. <laughs> well, and it can happen that way. I know with with my dad, I kind of had a resentment about that. And I don't think I ever I think the way that I looked at uh time with my daughter in particular was that that, that was always more important maybe even than the job sometimes in terms of whereas my dad is strictly left. Of course mom was home. In those days, and she, you know, she took care of the three kids during the day. Dad was off working. In that generation, that's what you did. Rodney, do you have any thoughts on this negative influence, and maybe how uh, it turns into a positive in some ways?
0: Well, I think we're all going to disappoint the people closest to us at some time. So what we have to understand is, it's never too late for redemption. It's never too late to stop your judgment, especially harsh on yourself, and just telling you're sorry and move on and go on, I've had to unfortunately do that quite a bit in my own life. Mm-hmm. You know, my dad, yeah, there's places where he disappointed I'm kind of like you, Harold. There were some things that my father did that were kind of poor in my mind. Number one was time with me, so I spent much more time with my kids. But then again, I think there's some things, you know, my kids will end up doing differently with their families when they get them because of things that I did poorly that they saw. And I think that's mm-hmm. going to happen. And the, the biggest thing is, Are we leading them to Christ or they understand who Christ is and how important that is in their life? And can they, you know, as my son, take the masculine journey and my daughter understand what her role is as a woman also in Christ and be able to take that with them as they go down in their future? Because that's really not the easiest thing in these day and age to instill in your family with as many pressures as they have on them from the outside world.
1: For sure. Now, we've got another clip here. Who was going to set up this East of Eden clip? That was Rodney. We'll go back to you, man.
0: Yeah, so on the East of Eden clip, this is kind of what we're talking about. There is a little redemption in the end because what we did is we took two clips, one from the middle of the movie and then one at the end, and kind of combined them together. And if you go online and look them up, they go much better together. But if people the older, people will understand East of Eden. It's a very old, classic movie. But what's happening here is you have a father who favors one son over the other so in the clip you get those words there but what you don't get in the clip is the fighting between the sons and all the other riffraff that's going on in the family mm-hmm. that's leading up to things but at the very end there is the redemption it's kind of hard to hear from the clip because it's really quiet but the nurse comes into the room you don't get to hear this in the clip and the son says get out he yells at her and then the dad's like I don't like that nurse, and the son's like, I don't like her either, and the father just whispers very lightly, and then you hear the son whispering to his wife who's in the room, he wants me to take care of him. So there's that redemption at the end, and that's God. that's something we should all look forward to no matter where we are in our walk right now.
1: Okay, let's take a listen.
0: Well, uh, I made it. It's for you. It's all the money you lost on the lettuce. You made it? Yeah. But How?
1: beans beans yeah, us, uh, we bought uh, futures at five cents and uh, war came along and the uh, uh, price went sky high so um, that's for you and it's all the money you lost in the lettuce business and that's for you and uh, I made it for you Cal you will have to give it back. No, I, I, made it, I made it for you, Dad. I, I, I want you to have it. You'll have to give it back. Who? I can't give it. To Ooh. the people you got it from. No, British purchasing agency? I can't give it back to them. Dad. Then give it to the farmers you robbed. We didn't rob anybody, would. We, we paid two cents a pound, two cents over the market for that stuff. Cal, I sign my name and boys go out and some die. And some live helpless without arms and legs. Not one will come back untorn. Do you think I could take a profit from that? I don't want the money, Cal. I couldn't take it. I thank you for the thought, but I'll keep it for you. I'll I'll, I'll wrap it up, and we'll just keep it in here, then.
3: I'll never take it.
1: Son, I'd be happy if you'd give me something like, well, like your brother's given me. Something honest and human and good. Don't be angry, son. If you want to give me a present, give me a good life. That's something I could value.
3: He said, don't get anybody else. He said, you stay with me.
1: You take care of me. Man, a lot there. A lot in that clip
0: yeah, there's a lot going on in that family that, you know, we can see in our own families, maybe to hopefully lesser degrees than what goes on in the movies, but it's it's a chance for redemption always. Yeah. Are you willing to take it?
1: I think one of the, and I'm not sure if I'm going to take a left turn here at the moment, but I think one of oh. the things that uh, I think about often, and I heard a sermon on this Sunday when I was with my family in church, uh, oftentimes that that negative influence that we have from father uh we have a problem with father god down the road because that's what we're seeing and uh this pastor made a couple of points when he said you know uh, please know and i go back to that goodwill hunting clip that we've seen so many times where he says it's not your fault Mm -hmm. please know that it's not your fault and please know that you can't change an adult you know, if that person was going to be that way, now we saw. If you've ever seen the movie, I can only imagine you saw where the father. You know, the Lord got to him over time, and the father changed. But it can. Ha- I've seen folks who, down the road as adults, they're having a problem with this image of Father God, who is who we're talking about here, is Father God and and it's because of the negative influence they had when they were a kid when they were a kid they can't see the difference or that's what
2: they identify
1: with and and where do you go with that
2: absolutely i think that's a great point i did a tribute to my dad on facebook I pretty much said the same thing is that you know he wasn't a perfect dad but i always knew i was loved and i had no problem identifying with the love of my heavenly father because of my earthly father and the sad point it is is when you hear testimonies where that's not the case, and people really get screwed up by poor father image or uh, influence, and and it's sad in this day. Um, I like this scripture that that just came to my heart that says, "And and He will restore the hearts of the fathers to their children, and the hearts of the children to their fathers, so that I will not come and smite the land with the curse." What I like about that, we don't always share scripture on there, but I just think it's poignant in the fact that. You know, it talks about him smiting the, the land with the curse that comes about because of the the broken relationships between a father and a child and how he when he comes to restore that, the curse will be absent because that's what the curse is, where we get those, um, you know, parent child relationships screwed up.
0: Yeah, And all too often now in society, we're projecting from the earthly fathers to the heavenly father mm-hmm. versus the right. heavenly father down to what the right. father figure should be on earth. Sure. And we've got that all screwed up all the time.
2: We do, but it's I think it really is because our first image of of that uh protector and provider, which is really where we're created in the image of God to function in that role, if your earthly version of that is messed up, it's really hard to understand that fa- that heavenly one, but
0: Yes.
1: Well, I tell you, it's uh we can go round and round about this and I, and we're talking about negative, but I can I was thinking about uh, Sunday when I saw my grandson Easton and his relationship with his dad and the the message. Another part of that message, he was taking it from Romans eight, where Paul referred to God as Abba, Father, mm. and he was saying, you know, in the in the uh, in the Jewish language, there that, that Abba really was kind of like Dada. It was <laughs> it was the really basic thing, and that basic uh, need for a father, uh, dependent on your father for everything and i can see that in my grandson also i can see the tremendous laughter that my son-in-law brings to his son he laughs and crap when he when he plays around with him he laughs like and i imagine having a relationship like that with father god where we can be in the same place so well said can, can take a lot with these negative influences and and let god we all come to the lord broken but he can put those pieces back together and make something positive out of it, just like Harold, you were talking about. Well, thanks for joining the Masculine Journey Radio Show today. Thanks for putting up with me, guys. Uh, oh, you no, made me we feel appreciate at home. it. You made me feel at home today. Good felt deal. like I never left, and God bless you. I appreciate that. Log on to MasculineJourneyRadio.org to find out about our upcoming boot camp and listen to past podcasts of the show. Have a great rest of the weekend. We'll talk to you soon.